Mary Elizabeth Horton Vale knew that her relationship to her husband, William Felix Vale, was in trouble. She even had thought about leaving Felix. But instead, she decided to stay. Not long after, however, Mary, who was afraid of dark water, would end up having a boating accident that would end her life. Suspicions would fly over what actually happened the night of her death, but it would take 50 years and two other missing women before the truth would finally come out. Hi, I'm your host, Missy, and I'm about to take you on a wild ride. Stories with plot twists, shocking endings, and unbelievable truths. Trust me when I tell you that this story is nuts. Horton and William Felix Vale Sr., who we're calling Felix for this episode, were married in July of 1961, and by the following year in 1962, Mary would give birth to a baby boy that the couple would name William after his father, William, who was called Billy. The couple had only been married a year, but Mary was contemplating leaving Felix. Things had gotten rocky. Instead, Mary had changed her mind and had decided to stay. On October 28, 1962, despite her fear of dark water, Mary joins her husband Felix to run trot lines at night on the Kalisku River. Trot lines, in case you don't know, are heavy fishing lines with individual shorter baited lines attached at intervals. According to Felix, Mary had pointed out a stump in the water and Felix had swerved to avoid it. As he swerved, Mary fell out of the boat and into the water. His story was that he jumped into the water to save her, but he couldn't. He would travel several miles downriver to get help, but Mary had vanished under the dark water until two days later. 22-year-old Mary Horton Vale was found with bruises to the back of her head and neck and a scarf in her mouth. She was also pregnant with her second child at the time of her death. Investigators were suspicious of Mary's death. A few things to them just didn't add up. For instance, not only were the trot lines not suitable for the river, but they were also left in Felix's truck the night of Mary's death. And Felix had not one, but two life insurance policies taken out on his wife, both totaling $150,000, which in today's money would be half of a million dollars. Because of the suspicion in his wife's death, Felix was arrested in 1963 and brought before a grand jury. But charges against Felix were quickly dropped, and although he didn't receive all of the life insurance money due to the suspicion, he was never charged with the murder of Mary. Sometime after Mary's death, Felix travels to California with Billy, and it is in San Francisco that the two meet Sharon Hensley. Sharon had allegedly been sent there for an abortion by her family, who she was trying to get away from. Felix Vale and Sharon would soon begin a relationship, hitchhiking together across California, with the young Billy being dragged along with. By the time that Billy was eight, 
he would walk himself into a local police station with a story about his life with his father, Felix Vale. According to the eight-year-old Billy, Felix had been forcing him to take drugs, which he didn't want to do. And he also told them that Felix didn't know, but he had overheard his father telling Sharon that he had killed Billy's mother, Mary Vale. Billy would be removed from Felix's care and was sent to live with Mary's family back in Louisiana. Felix would then be arrested on drug and child abuse charges, and despite the story of Felix murdering Mary, prosecutors once again refused to charge Felix with her murder. Sharon's family, who had fallen out of contact with her, began to grow concerned with Sharon's relationship with Felix. Her brother stumbling across the story of the eight-year-old Billy Vale in The Inquirer, they began to realize that Sharon might too be in danger. Sharon had seemed drugged and malnourished, and they knew something was wrong, speculating that Felix was in control of her. In 1973, she would phone her family to tell them that her and Felix were planning on traveling, possibly to South America. By the following year, a letter from Felix would arrive to Sharon's family, saying that he hadn't seen her for at least a year, and the last time he had, in fact, seen her, was while the couple were in Key West, Florida. According to Felix, Sharon burned her identification and wanted to start a new life somewhere else. First, Felix would say that Sharon was talking with a couple named Vanessa and John. However, their names would change to Frank and Sally. According to Felix, Sharon was going to leave with this couple to go sail around the world. No one even realized that Sharon Hensley was missing until a year later when the letter arrived, and unfortunately, she wasn't even reported as a missing person until 35 years later. Billy Vale was 13 when he saw his father again, and when he did see him, Felix wasn't with Sharon. In fact, according to Billy, Felix had told him that Sharon would never bother them again. To Billy, that could only mean one thing, that she was dead and that he had murdered her speculating that Felix blamed Sharon for Billy going to the police. Annette Marie Craver was only 15 when she met the much older Felix Vale as he rode around town and stopped at their garage sale to talk to the beautiful young woman. As soon as Annette graduated high school, the two of them would ride across country on a motorcycle trip. Her mother, Mary Rose, not completely concerned about her daughter with Felix, Felix was in his 40s, but charming, and her daughter was smart and in love. In 1983, the two would marry, Annette only 17 years old. After Annette turned 18, she inherited the money that was left for her when her father died, nearly $100,000, from two homes and her father's estate. But the relationship with Annette and Felix would quickly sour, and just months after they were married, she would leave Felix and move back in with her mother. As the two attempted to put Annette's life back together, Felix would work his way back into Annette's arms, and soon after, he became the sole owner of the home that Annette and her mother were currently living in. They both would ask Mary Rose to leave. The money that Annette had inherited would be used for Felix's debts, with at least $41,000 left. With the home in his name and the money, things seemed to be going well for Felix. That is, until a few weeks later. On October 5th, 1984, when according to Felix, Annette decided to hop on a train to Mexico, wanting to get away from her mother and leaving him. Annette's mother, Mary Rose, didn't believe Felix's story about her daughter for one bit. 
and that would be reported as a missing person on October 22, 1984. Even though Mary Rose knew Felix did something with her daughter, she had no evidence to actually prove it, and authorities didn't seem to be helping her either. For the next 20 years, Mary Rose would go to the police, prosecutors, and anyone and everyone, but no one would listen to her. Not until 2010. In her time searching, Mary Rose discovered that not only had Felix Vale had a girlfriend go missing in the 1970s, named Sharon Hensley, but he also had another wife, named Mary Vale, who had died under suspicious circumstances. Suspecting that Felix is a serial killer, she takes this information to the only person who will listen, an investigative journalist named Jerry Mitchell. And listen, Jerry does. As he digs into the case, he discovers that most of the police records into Mary Horton Vale's death were in fact missing. But what he does find is a private citizen who had actually kept the photos of Mary's body when she was pulled out of the river two days after her death. Upon re-examination of the photos, forensic experts would notice that Mary had oil stains on her clothing and that her body was positioned oddly. There was also a bruise on the back of her head that experts assumed might have come from being struck by an oar. With the case now being re-looked at, former neighbors of Felix Vale's also come forward with confessions that they said they heard from Felix. One neighbor stating that he heard Felix say that Mary had wanted another baby, thinking it would fix their marriage. Felix didn't want a baby, let alone the one he had, so he fixed her, making sure she would never have another one again. Prosecutors finally decide they have enough to charge Felix Vale in the murder of his first wife, Mary Horton Vale, and they arrest him on May 17, 2013, 51 years after Mary's murder. It only took 33 minutes for the jury to convict Felix Vale, and he was sentenced to life in prison in August of 2016. Felix Vale has never been charged in the deaths or disappearances of either Sharon Hensley or Annette Vale, and they're still considered missing. Mary Rose has bonded with Sharon and Mary's brothers, forming a friendship with both of them. Billy Vale made a video recording of everything he heard his father Felix say about the murder of his mother Mary. Billy Vale went on to get married and have his own children, but sadly passed away in 2009 at the age of 42 from cancer. He never saw his father face justice for the murder of his mother, but he did tell her story. And honestly, if it wasn't for Mary Rose just continuing to push and having no one listen to you for 20 years and just constantly trying to get some answers in the disappearance of her daughter and she knew something was wrong, um, and then she ended up actually solving Mary Vale's case. Hopefully she can have justice too. But I know that she was, from what I saw, of, you know, that she said in interviews and, and things that I've read, she was pretty happy that they were at least able to get Felix behind bars, life in prison at 77 years old. So, I mean, it might not be a long time for him. But at least he is in prison for life. I want to know your thoughts of this story. What do you think? 
If you haven't yet, join the Facebook group. It is facebook.com backslash this story is not podcast. And also, I would love to hear your story suggestions, whether it is a personal story or a story that you would like to hear told on the show. Send me an email. This story is nuts at gmail.com. All right, you guys. I hope that you have a great rest of your week. Come back next week for an all new episode of This Story is Nuts that drops every Wednesday at midnight. Until then, stay nutty, my friends. Nuts was written and produced by Missy Reese with music by Logan Reese off of Groovepad.